This is the intro song for my asshole brain. <laughs> Welcome to my asshole brain. This is episode 13. Although technically, if you look at how many we have online, this it is episode like 14. 14. But one of our episodes, the one on family, was divided into two parts. It was like 6A and 6B. Because we had so much trash to talk about our families. Our No, it's no, it's not trash. It's that our life, family lives are complicated. And also oh. trash. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Please don't. They're true. Please, if you're family and listening to this, please don't be angry. <laughs> we love you. Steve said it. Be mad at Steve. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, except nobody's mad at Steve. Everybody likes Steve. I'm the one that they get mad at. <laughs> anyway. So this is technically episode 13. So we wanted to explore superstitions. Because obviously the number 13 is considered unlucky. And terrifying. Right. By a large number of people. And in fact, there's even a, a phobia associated with it, which I don't remember it, but it was something like Triscidophobia. Yeah. It sounds like Triscidophobia. But I think there's but like a DECA the in there too. I think yeah. it's like Triscidecophobia or yeah. something like that. It's a, you, it's a lot of letters and there's yeah. a K in there. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> Maybe more than one. I don't know. <laughs> and all of this is to celebrate. The fact that this episode is the thirteenth episode. I already said that. Aren't we? I thought you said we were airing it on Friday the thirteenth. No, I never said anything about airing it. There, when is there another no. Friday the thirteenth? Do we have a Friday the thirteenth? Well, I guess up? we have to do a calendar check. No, no, we don't. No, we, we don't. Have Friday the thirteenth, May third, May tenth. We don't. No, no, probably not till June or July. You can just look at a calendar in your head and pull up the dates. Yes. Oh my God. It seems impressive, but that's no. I just know May third is. My first payday of uh, May. There's yeah. There's a Friday. There's a Friday the twelfth in September <laughs> the thirteenth. Which, which reminds yeah. me another De- uh, Dexter story, but for later. Anyway, because <laughs> it was fun. So no, we're not releasing this on Friday thirteenth. We're doing this in honor of the thirteenth episode. Although one of them was divided into two, so some people could argue it's our fourteenth episode, but we're saying officially no, it's actually our. And to be 13th. fair, I've always said Saturday the fourteenth is way worse than Friday the thirteenth, so that was like a really so like a fourteen, like so some people would still be bothered by fourteen. Right. Well, then that was actually wasn't that like a like a funny kind of like B horror movie Saturday the fourteenth. No, it was a psych episode, I think. I don't know. Whatever. Don't some hotels skip the number 13? Yes. A lot of places. Apartments, hotels. Yeah. But that doesn't make any sense because even if you don't number it, it's 13, still the 13th, it's still yeah. the 13th floor. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if you call it that or not. It's still the 13th floor. It's kind of always my thinking. Like, this, it doesn't change the fact that it's 13. You're just ignoring the number. Right. Well, and, but that's, honestly, let's face it, that's kind of the nature of superstitions. There's not a lot of logic they're, involved. Yeah, they're kind of ridiculous. Right. And so, like, uh, step on a crack, like, break like your mother's back, yeah, yeah. like that kind of thing, like, that's not actually how you kill your mother. Right. If you want to break her back, you have to use, like, mallets or vehicles. Or, like... And I'm not speaking from experience. Yeah. Just type Get on your hands and knees behind her and have someone trick her into falling over you. Right. Oh, right. Like the, the, the fake table thing. Yeah. You get down on all fours and someone pushes you. <laughs> right. Like, in this episode, we discuss how to kill family. Through, um, through ridiculous sitcom methods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Banana peels. <laughs> well, anyway, so... Uh, normally, I start off with, like, the science behind why our brains... Uh, react in the way they do or what's going on in our brains when we're feeling certain emotions but the psychology behind this is actually pretty simple there's not a lot to explore because what it comes down to is kind of like anxiety in a situation that you don't really have control over and so believing that if you uh, have an object that is lucky or if you follow a particular ritual then you can ward off evil or you can change the outcome of a situation. So it's all about the illusion of control in a situation where you don't actually have control or you only have a limited amount of control. Like if you're an athlete and you're trying to perform better and you wear your lucky socks or something like that, you do have a certain amount of control in that situation in regards to how you perform, but at the end of the day, you don't have control around over the other people around yeah. you and things can always go wrong. So it's a way to alleviate anxiety by partaking in particular rituals or by having certain objects that we view as lucky, by believing that it will help 
ensure an outcome that we are hoping for. So we're going to explore a lot of different superstitions. Interestingly enough, some of those concern cats and my asshole cat, Mason, who can't stand a closed door, has just barged into the room and looks like he's about to throw up on the bed. I don't know if there's any... Which in many cultures is good luck. I don't <laughs> is know. Is that good luck? <laughs> is, it, is it good luck? A cat pukes on your bed. <laughs> I know that if a... You'll have a good harvest. If a bird shits on you, it's supposed to be good luck. I don't know what cat puke is supposed to do. But Steve, who has not been uh, present for recordings recently, is going to also school us on some of the superstitions associated with sailing as a, a retired naval CPO. He's going to school us on some interesting superstitions involved with that. But everybody pretty much knows what superstitions are, but we're going to go with the official Google definition for anyone who doesn't. It's a wild, widely held but unjustified belief in supernatural causation leading to certain consequences of an action or event or a practice based on such a belief. And they often include rituals. So sometimes it's just centered around an object that you think is lucky, as I mentioned before, or doing certain things like throwing salt over your shoulder if you spill it, or knocking on wood, or crossing fingers is even a, a superstition. Right. And we came up with kind of a list of some interesting and unusual ones, but you found, Stephanie found some interesting stuff on where a lot of these originated. Yeah. One of the things I read said that the word superstition was first used in the English language in the 15th century. The etymology was kind of interesting. Like, obviously, you talked about, like, the Latin origin. It's a little bit convoluted, so I'm not going to bring all of that in. Like, We don't want to sound too smart. Right. And that would be intimidating. Yeah, and Latin, <laughs> it's a dead language. It really doesn't matter. Latin Nobody schmatin. cares. Yeah. Nobody right. cares. <laughs> so, if you really want to learn about the word, find Wikipedia. Look it up yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm not a teacher. Go away. Um, I am, but I'm English, so right. I'm not responsible. So this doesn't matter. No. <laughs> Greeks and Romans considered superstition to be, they considered people that had an, a fear of the gods, like basically behaved in ways not to bring the wrath of the gods. They considered that to be superstition. Others considered it to be basically any excess of religion. So it was kind of doing things in order to appease what is, no matter your belief system, not necessarily a visible god. They mm. considered that to be so one or multiple gods, you were doing things to make them happy so bad things wouldn't happen to you. Yeah. Like throwing vir virgins into a volcano yeah. to Which keep I it mean, from going. What else are you going to do with virgins? Um, Fuck them. <laughs> I don't know. But then they're not virgins. You have to keep some. Exactly. <laughs> then you can't kill anybody. So from the very beginning, they knew that they were doing things that wasn't really going to mean anything. I mean, to certain, like, I think one of the things I read was he was talking about, like, Greek and Roman philosophers and polytheists that kind of looked at the rest of the community and saw that, you know, they all had this, all felt beholden to a god or gods. So from an outside perspective, they were looking at it like, these people look fucking ridiculous, like, obviously, and that was what they considered to be superstition. Whereas, you know, the people that were doing the things, it was their religion. So, so from an outsider's perspective, they thought, oh, this is silly. These people just have kind of right. ridiculous so, belief. And, and So if it was a religious and uh, if it was a widely accepted religious practice, it was one thing. But if it was way above and beyond that, it became superstitious. I think depending on who it was, they considered pretty much anything that was a religious ritual or act to be superstitious, maybe because they weren't believers themselves. So kind of like... Like, if you're not Catholic and you see people, like, praying the rosary, you're like, mm -hmm. oh, fucking ridiculous. Like, or crossing themselves. Like, yeah. it looks like it's just a meaningless yeah, gesture. It's, yeah, it just seems pointless to somebody who's you know, not a believer. On the outside, not a believer. Okay. Most superstitions are based in folklore or, again, religious beliefs. The fear of evil spirits, like, you know, saying God bless you is because they felt that you were expelling a demon out of, you know, out of your nose hole. <laughs> So God bless you seems the nice thing to say. There was a lot of kind of what I saw like mirroring of superstitions across cultures and ages. One of the ones that that was very interesting, there was a little blurb about how there was a large like supper at Valhalla and like Norse mythology. Loki basically crashed it. And this isn't like Avengers, Marvel. Like, <laughs> this is the that, that the stuff. Was, yeah, that stuff. That stuff existed before Marvel and Stanley. Just what? in case. <laughs> but Loki crashed a large meal, and 
as the crasher, at, when he arrived, he was the 13th guest. And a fight ensued that he caused, basically, and one of the more favored gods was killed. So there was kind of, you know, that thing of the 13 being bad. And then they also talked about, of course, at the Last Supper, Judas was the 13th guest. So there was a lot of stuff that I saw that was like that, that in one story or mythology, there was a 13th person or something that happened. And then in kind of the same similar way where we have a lot of religious Christian holidays that are actually based on pagan rituals. Right. So it seems similar to me in that sense that it was, you know, kind of taking a myth or a folklore thing and kind of reworking it, mm-hmm. readjusting it to fit a different thing. A different theology or belief. Yeah, there we go. Culture. That's a good word. The thing that I think is interesting is that a lot of the superstitions, I looked up uh, a list of weird superstitions because I wanted to know ones that were kind of bizarre, but a lot of them are, are span cultures, so yeah. it's not just specific to one. Many of them are, you can kind of see where they grew out of the culture and the religious beliefs that they had, Yeah. but others seem to just kind of go across the board. Like, there seems to be a lot of superstitions surrounding cats, for instance, and that's not culture-specific. Yeah. I'm not quite sure why that is, but cats are kind of universally seen as... Not necessarily bad, but but connected to uh, omens. Yeah. And well, and at the same time, though, you have, like, the Egyptians who revered cats. Right. You know, they were, which, you know, I guess you could say that's sort of a positive superstition. Right. That they felt that they brought good luck and all those kinds of things, whereas, yeah, so many things are like, huh, cats, fuck that. Yeah, So the, and a lot of people are afraid of cats, and I think it's rooted in those superstitions. One of them was, oh, no, I don't see it. I lied, I don't have it in here. But, you know, there's the, the belief about the um, them stealing baby's breath and stuff yeah. like that. But Which so, is true. Yeah. yeah, which is why I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. Anyway... <clears throat> But some of the unusual ones I found that were really kind of interesting. Some I'd heard of before, like that when you eat rice and with chopsticks, or even not just rice, but any if you use chopsticks, you're not supposed to stick them straight up and down in your bowl. Um, and that one I actually knew from my dad, because like we both like sushi. And yeah. The thing he told me forever ago was, you know, it's considered like rude and or like bad, bad luck, luck. To, you know, basically look like you're stabbing. And there was a, there was more of an explanation to it, but that's something that I, I've seen a few times. In Russia, a bird pooping on you is considered good luck. Uh, and I've heard that from other places as well. I've heard other people say that, so that's another one that I've heard kind of carried over. Owls are bad luck or bring death to your house is, is another one that I'd heard. But I've also, some of the other superstitions I saw kind of saw them as good omens. I was going to say, I've always thought of owls as sort of like, you know, They're wise. supposed to be wise, yeah, right. So. So they always seem like a good thing, which I don't know. I guess if you're stupid, you don't want something smart. Because <laughs> then they just yeah show and you they up. just mock you, right? And, yeah, they embarrass you. They should display your ignorance for all the world to see. Right. So some of these are are kind of contradictory. So in some cultures, you'll see something that's good, and in other cultures, bad. Some of them you'll see kind of crossing cultures. Um, some other strange ones that I found was uh, Syria actually banned yo-yos <laughs> because they thought they could cause a drought. If only uh, having done that could have prevented war, <laughs> maybe <laughs> things would have been better. In Rwanda, eating goat meat believed to cause women to grow facial hair. That one is oddly specific. I yeah, think. yeah. Uh, maybe it's because goats are furry. I'm not sure. This is really, so in Korea, eating asymmetrical foods can cause you to have an ugly baby. That's somebody, that's an ugly couple that had an ugly baby and were like, dude, <laughs> surely this didn't come from us. <laughs> we're not homely. But then I started thinking, I'm like, how do you determine a food is asymmetrical? Like, I was like, I don't know. I guess everything would have to be like perfectly round or you know, You know how many pancakes you'd have to make before you got one that was perfectly right. you round? Would, you know that, that little, little, he's got this rubber ring thing that you can use to make cold. perfectly round eggs. Yeah. Like you would need to, to do that. You would need to use that for everything. Yeah, but what if the yolk was off center? Then don't eat it. Cause you turn the egg until it's... No, you just, yeah, you don't eat it. Split. Because don't you, eat, you're going to have an ugly baby otherwise. Yeah, in uh, the Philippines, you're not supposed to wear red during a storm because it attracts lightning. Okay. So in Spain, it's supposed to incite bowls to charge you, but... <laughs> Which, I mean, you could argue that lightning is also violent. Yeah. So, it's similar. You could argue that there's, yeah, a link there. 
In Japan, you're supposed to hide your thumbs when passing a graveyard. <laughs> I really like that one. Now, I always heard you're supposed to hold your breath. Was that one that you heard growing That's up? That's because I said, to, I read that one. This is one of the girls at work today, and she was like, I mean, you're supposed to hold your breath. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I'm sure, like, I heard that probably, but I don't know. I just... I remember the, the, the thinking behind holding your breath was that if you breathe, then you could, like any of the ghosts from the graveyard, could possess you. So that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah. I'm not sure what the hiding of the thumbs is supposed to do, though. Like, unless they just really don't like, hey, like, thumbs up right. is really offensive. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I was trying to think if it was something like they were jealous of opposable thumbs. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, no, because they had thumbs. And I was like, wait, did they cut your thumbs off when you die? That's it. Like, is that a thing? And it just... My brain went a lot of places. That's the great mystery of the afterlife. Yeah. When you die, you lose your thumbs. They and bomb so. you, and they cut off your thumbs. Right. That's why they cross... Oh, my God. That's why they cross your hands over oh. you when it's open casket. You can't see their thumbs. Oh. We've just unraveled a great mystery. My God. There was a, in Nigeria, kissing a baby on the lips will result in them drooling for the rest of their lives. But to be honest, I don't, I don't know that you should do much lip kissing anyway. Um, although one could argue that it would actually increase their yeah. immune system. Their immune system, yeah. Yeah, in theory. Um, and then the last one I found was no bananas on boats. And that could help lead us into the many, many superstitions surrounding ships. And what you. should and shouldn't be on them. <laughs> oh, bananas being one of them, <laughs> How do you? How did they get them from one place to the no, another back That's in the day? Point. Maybe I don't know. Hmm. Is uh, it because they were afraid of like people eating them and leaving the peels around, and so sailors and then would, you would slip on the deck right, and, and just fall, fall right into the, the ocean? Right. Okay. So, <laughs> starting with the sailing superstitions, which I guess well, they, people were sailing long back before the Greeks and the Romans, but how they all got started, yeah, I couldn't even there was water. Yeah. I, I kind of broke I broke the sailing superstitions up into a few different segments here. Okay. So we're going to start with before you sail. One, you can't name a ship where the first letter and the last letter are the same. So you couldn't name a ship Amanda. Exactly. Or Falcon. <clears throat> and as, <laughs> and, and to, as to offer evidence, the Andrea Doria. It sank. Starts with an A, ends with an A. But the Titanic didn't. <laughs> Titanic sank, but that was not why. Because oh. um, did however, they have bananas? <laughs> well, that, that's a good question. And who knows? You know, those first class people, you know, they were kind of snobby. They made them had banana daiquiris. I don't know. <laughs> however, to offer contradictory proof to that statement, the USS America is an aircraft carrier that has been... At sea for the longest time, still at sea. So that, that starts with a U and ends with an A. Duh. The USS doesn't count. <laughs> USS doesn't count. Well, um, I don't know. I <laughs> uh, for, oh, you also want to get on it, nail a horseshoe to the mast of the ship. It wards off storms. What the hell a horseshoe has? I uh, okay. You, you can't explain. I actually all of these. read a lot of. Super, there were a couple different superstitions that talked about horseshoes. Um, and you're supposed to turn them up because it's yeah. supposed to capture good yeah. luck, right? It, yeah. it captures good luck, and if you and have if it's it down, down yeah. it comes out. And they also there was something about um, they put them on houses to ward off witches because they thought witches were afraid of. They believed that witches were afraid of horses or something like that. That's why they ride brooms. <laughs> <laughs> that makes yeah. Although I did read something years ago that said that the, that the reason they think that the imagery of the broomstick came from was because. That women, the the women who practice witchcraft would use concoct like different balms that had like hallucinogenic properties in them, and they would it apply them to a broomstick and then insert them vaginally, and that that would cause them to have hallucinations of flying, and that's where the the flying on a broomstick mythology stemmed from. I don't know if that's Splinters true. Come to mind. <laughs> right. Oh. It would have to be a really smooth broom yeah. handle. <laughs> Sorry, we got off topic there anyway. Yeah. Okay. You cannot rename a ship unless you have a ceremony to unname the ship. <laughs> and it was complex and involved. It had to be done at dusk or depending on the culture of the certain time of day uh, or during a full moon or the equinox. And you would write the ship's name on a piece of paper, fold it four times or different ways, put it inside a wooden box, and then burn it in a fire. And then you had to take the ashes and you had to do different things with it. If you were a river community, you had to put the ashes in the water to go downstream. If you lived on it, you had to do all whatever. That sounds then, exhausting. So then, basically, like, you better be sure that name is what you want. You, you're, you're basically, that shit no longer exists. Okay. 
And then you can rechristen it, which, holy cow, christening a ship. Let's talk about it. You gotta, you gotta break the champagne bottle on the bow of the ship. Do you know that? It did, when you christen do you find what that's supposed to symbolize? Back, in, back the Vikings, whenever they would lay the keel of the ship, they would take someone, preferably a slave that they captured in one of their previous raiding parties, and would kill them, and slake the, because basically you're sacrificing the person, so you would slake the hole in blood, and you're sacrificing, the, uh, trying to appease the gods that this ship would travel the seas in safety. I'm really hoping you were going to say they took the person and, like, smacked them on the pool. <laughs> Can you just see them, like, grabbing them by the heels and, like, whack! Oh, that's whack. funny, but it is. So, speaking of laying the keel and, and slaking it in blood, when you set the mast, for so obviously for sailing ships, you're supposed to put a gold coin underneath the mast where it sets down on the keel, and this was so that if the ship ever sunk, you would have a valuable with which to give the ferryman to, con to convey you across the river Styx. And that's and that is something that you see a lot. Uh, that's a superstition that comes a lot up a lot, not just with sailing, but like people will talk about burying people with coins or putting coins on their eyes yeah. to so that they have money to pay the ferryman. But what it really comes from is the fact that your eyes will pop open, like your lids tend to open when you're dead. Now, if you actually if they send if they take you to a funeral home, they so I read a book that's really interesting that talks about the process of death and embalming, and I think every, it's uh, ashes get in your eyes, I think is what it's called. But anyway, they actually put these little spiked plastic discs in your eyes to keep your lids closed. Before they did such a thing, they would put coins on them because people would find it disturbing to have an open casket with the, pers the dead person's eyes. Open. Super glue is way easier. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, why not just glue them shut instead yeah. of using plastic discs? Yeah. But but or, I guess that was also, scotch tape. Oh. But the, the the reason for the discs, I think, is because it also fills out the shape of the eye because the so eye also sink in right so that they don't look sunken. So sorry, we got so anyway back to the coins. No, it's it's gets us started. You know, I'm only like two inches down the first page. <laughs> you don't have to read all of them. No, no, no. Okay. Um, so, as you, the day you're going to sail, as you leave your house headed down to the piers, if you approached a flat, if you passed or were approaching a flat-footed person, it was considered bad luck. How could you tell if they're flat-footed? It was uh, well, you know, that's a good question. How would you know? Nobody knows. Unless but the legends, you, you, you can just tell. The <laughs> legends, the legends started. Be they think the legends started because in the old sailing days, the sailors were barefoot because when they were climbing the rigging people that were flat-footed who didn't have an arch were more prone to slip out of the rigging and die. Oh. So, they would just say that, uh, that passing a, a flat-footed person was bad luck. Now, how that translated into the next one, I have no idea, but the same thing goes for a ginger. If you approach or are passing a red-headed person on the way down to the pier to sail, it was bad luck. Unless you cast off that luck or set it aside by making sure you spoke to them first. So if you if so if you see a ginger on your way to the yes. boat, you have to say, to avoid the bad luck. You have to say hi. Yes. Hello. <laughs> you have to spaz out on them. Ahoy, ginger! <laughs> <laughs> what? And that's a, that's. Please don't sink my ship. <laughs> there are so many strange things involving redheads. And as a father of a redhead, do you find that very curious? You know, I, I I can't even imagine where that one in particular came from because it 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 must just be that they are so rare. Yeah. In the population. That they they saw it as an ex, like this strange exception, uh, and, as something and freakish. So however many times I've gone down to sail out my ship, if I have this one time I passed a redhead, oh my god, it must mean something. Yeah. I, I, well, could be. So um, and, and 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 we do have a tendency to fear things we can't explain or fear things that are unusual. So it makes sense that are fucking creepy. Aww, don't call that. But the but the um the oh shit, where was I had something else that I was gonna oh. There's the idea of the redheaded stepchild that well, there's that saying like, oh, they treated me like a redheaded red stepchild because the thinking is that they would be treated worse than anyone because they're redheaded and they're a stepkid. Well, and there's also the thing about like redheads don't have souls, right? Or yeah, they steal souls. Like, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of really bizarre yeah. superstitions involving just a, a hair color. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, back to the sailing list. So, as you leave your house, if you have loved ones, and on your way down to the pier, if they go with you, or as the ship is sailing away, no farewells. It is bad luck to hear a goodbye, good luck, fare thee well, anything like that. They're just supposed to watch you go. 
can you say like see it see you later alligator like is that nope, okay that's a farewell how about fuck you <laughs> <laughs> no that might be okay right, so on your way to the ship fuck you on your way to the ship or before you get your hair cut and get your nails trimmed and you do that because it's bad luck to get your hair cut or trim your nails at sea so apparently at sea hygiene is a bad thing well, because the, the like the toenail clippings and the like pieces of hair that would weigh the ship down. <laughs> so make oh, is that why yeah. you couldn't just toss them overboard? I don't know. I well, think the boat would have to get through it in the water, would clog the water. It's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So you're preventing bad luck if you get your hair cut, trim your nails before you go. Um, do not pack your bags up in a black sea bag because black is the color of death, and it also reminds you of the depths, the color of the depths of the oceans. So your sea bag can't be black. Is it your? Does you have a? It's okay. I my see. sea bag is green. I have black luggage, but I, my sea bag is green. That's what they issue you. Okay. Oh, also, preferably the night before or that morning, start a fight. <laughs> Can or, you start it with the ginger? Well, I guess <laughs> you that could. That's one night. That's a twofer. <laughs> Make sure that they you curse them really bad so that they pop you in the lip and you bleed because that's considered a sacrifice to the gods and it makes a good omen for the rest of the voyage that you bled. Or if you accidentally cut yourself shaving before you go down to the boat, that's your own. You don't need to curse the redhead. You can just say you, good morning. What if you purposely cut yourself while shaving? Does um, that count? Well, if you're starting a fight, you're doing it purposely. But they said an accident's sure. good enough. But you have to have a little bloodshed at that, that morning you sail. The oh. Now, the day before, you can, or you can start the night before, but there has to be a bloodshed. So I, I'm, it, Just an aside here, I'm, I'm really curious as to why, as humans, we have a history of worshiping beings who so thirst for our blood. That seems terrifying, and I'm confused by it. Well, if they are hungry for your blood, appease them. That's true. Okay, but why do they want our blood? <laughs> delicious. I've heard. So now we get down to my last two favorite before-you-sail things. One, get a tattoo. And a pig on one foot and a rooster on the other. Because those ta- get those tattooed on you? There, yes. You want a pig on your foot or a rooster on your foot? The pig and the rooster. No, you just wear a pig. Good, no, no. They're, <laughs> strap them on. And somehow the rumor just got floated around that they're very good luck for if the ship sinks, they will help you find your not drown because they those two animals will help you find your way to land. However, there's a little more practical application to that because roosters and pigs were kept in crates that floated. So if the ship sank. That was more likely to be floating on the water. You grab one, and that will save your life. So ship uh, the pigs and roosters, that's why they became good luck, and that's why they would tattoo those I animals I was just thinking them. that cock fixes everything. <laughs> so Moving. how do you explain the pig? Because <laughs> it's delicious. I don't, have one for, I don't have one on that. Yeah, bacon and cock are both delicious. <laughs> So this leads into the. I God, guess I this this could lead into the last one before you sail. Um, get a piercing. <laughs> in particular, yes, a gold earring was considered very good luck. Sailors also had both ears pierced and had the chains, but they would have a thing of wax on the end so they could shove them into their ears really quick to uh, for cannon fire. So they basically had sound attenuators dangling from their ears that they could just shove in. Oh. Weird. Um, and interesting note: not too recently. I don't know if it's still on the regs, but if you're the survivor of a United States warship that was lost in combat, or lost at sea, uh, and you were a survivor, you were authorized to wear a three or four millimeter black pearl in your left ear. Okay, so I actually looked that up, because you told me that before. You had mentioned that to me some time ago, and I thought that was really interesting, and I looked it up to see if it was true. And apparently it has. It doesn't actually say it officially, so uh, if, it, if it was in there at one time, it is no longer, it's just kind of a running myth. Oh. Well, the other thing about the, so the gold earrings was that you wouldn't drown. But if you did drown, if your body was found, you'd have gold to pay for your funeral. I, also, uh, I had heard something that if they, if they wore one, it was because it was a sign that they had a loved one or a sweetheart back at home. And so their, their wife or their lover kept one of the rings and they kept the other. Did that come up at all? I don't know if that's true. That, that if they wear one gold hoop, it's because... I they didn't were, find anything they like were, that. They were attached, and so they wore one, and their their if lover wore the other. So if they, love them. I was gonna. Well, no, if they have two, their lovers sleeping in the bunk next to them. I, hey, you know what? <laughs> that was the end. I don't care. So now we get down to the uh, sailing day, 
the sailing day, the day you're going to weigh anchor, is very important. It can't be a Friday, because that's the day Jesus was crucified. Really? It can't be a Thursday, because... You know what day because, that was? Yeah. Well, they, they, they thought so. <laughs> can't be Thursday, because that's Thor's day, and that's he's the god of storms. Can't be the first Monday in April, because Cain slew Abel that day. It can't be the second Monday. April Fool's Day? Yeah, apparently. So I wonder, if, I wonder if April Fool's Day is actually tied to Cain and Abel. I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to kill you. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> just, I, I'm going to let you live. Uh, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> can't be the second Monday in August because that's the day God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And it can't be December 31st because that's the day Judas hung himself. So apparently you really have to... There's a lot of blackout dates for sailing on hmm. the calendar. Uh, now, go back to the very first one. You can't sail set sail on a friday because that's the day jesus crucified okay now this this was apparently so pervasive in culture that the british government needed some way to stop this so they laid a keel on a friday selected the crew on a friday and launched a ship on a friday named it hms friday with its first captain being captain james friday and it set sail to sea on a Friday on its first voyage. Did it sink? I know, I was like, did it sink? Here's the funny part about all this. <laughs> the British government made up that story. They just put it out there. Oh. The problem is, it made matters worse because it backfired because nobody ever saw the HMS Friday pull into port. Therefore, they assumed it was lost at sea on its first <laughs> voyage. Now, how much of that is urban legend and how much of that is true? Nobody can actually pin it down. The funny thing is, is we're not talking about 2,000 years, 1,000 years ago. This is stuff that happened in the last four or 500 years. So, hmm. But it's been relegated as an urban legend. Now we're going to sail today. We picked a good day. We need to step on board the ship. When you step off the gangplank, step onto the ship with your right foot first. If you sail with, if you put your left foot down first, you're going to die on that trip. Or the ship's going to sink. Take the pick. So if the other sailors see you do that by mistake, oh, are they going to kick you off the ship? Bad. Well, there's a lot of things that have to do with the left side. That's well, another superstition. Latin deck, uh, it has to sinister yeah, comes say, from sinister comes from the root word has to do with like the left side of your body, which yes. is why for a long time, like if you were left-handed, people would like if you it if you wrote left-handed, that school teachers would. Um, My mom went to Catholic schools in the sixties and was left-handed. So yeah. believe me, yeah, I've heard stories. Whack about, you with a ruler and teach you to to yeah. write with your right tie hand. your hand tie your left hand behind your back. Yeah, that it was, was considered. Big, that was yeah. a big one. So the left was, for whatever reason, the left is considered to be sinister and yeah. evil. So but it makes sense like, that you shouldn't step on the ship with your left foot. Like the redhead, though. Again, there's this this facet of it's the rarity. Yeah, it's and not maybe the that, norm. And so somebody was just doing something, and something strange happened right after they met a left-handed person. Oh, <gasps> it must be the left-handed person, or it must be the redheaded person. God forbid you're a left-handed redhead. Then you're really fucked. Well, here, honestly, I think they actually drowned them at birth. A lot of this comes down to um, faulty causality. So if you want to look at this from an argumentative standpoint, it all really comes down to somebody observing an action and then observing a consequence and assuming that that action caused the consequence. Right. And that just steamrolls into this idea that if A causes B, I shouldn't do A anymore because B was bad. So all of this really comes down to like weird like to observations, weird things happening, and people being afraid of those things happening again. Or strange beliefs about <laughs> left sides and redheads. So to improve your odds on this trip, after you get on board the boat, spit into the sea, Toss a gold coin, which just like tossing a coin into a fountain to make a wish, you're tossing the coin into the sea as an offering to the gods. Pour wine Great on the deck. Bastards. Pour, pour a little wine on the deck. It's like you know the angle angel share. It's an offering to the gods. Pour wine out for your homies. It, it was a long, right. old-standing tradition that you would, when you pour a glass of anything, that you would pour out a little bit on the ground for the gods. They, and that's also true for, like, um, fairies and stuff. So, like, in Celtic mythology, I think they have something very similar in terms yes. of, like, fairies or little people. Okay. So, you want to improve your odds? No flowers. On, when the ship's sailing, no flowers on the ship. Anything. Flowers are for funerals. Do not invite the images of funerals. So, nothing associated with that. Nope. Mm -mm. We, don't, we don't like that. All right. And as the ship sails out of port, from the time you step on the ship until the time sails out of port, don't look back. 
It's a subconscious acknowledgement that you're not ready for the voyage and you're not ready for the sea, and which is going to weaken you and make you vulnerable. So basically, do you have to face away from the land until the land is out of sight? You just you just don't look back because you and you don't do the pining. Look back. <laughs> it's kind of no, myth- just mythological with like a, what is it Hades and is it Persephone about not looking back or relegated to hell forever. Hmm. Was she not allowed to look back? I can't. I don't remember I can't much. Remember. I, can't I just remember. know that she only yeah. came up for a few months, and that's why we have spring. Yeah. Well, then there's, that, that, there's, that, there's that, a thing. Look, up. there's a thing where where there's this guy and this girl, and you're not allowed to look back. And, well, and, and they bad. were they were mythological. Well, you, you know, you mentioned about a lot of the, uh, uh, the Greek and Roman gods that got yeah. converted into the Christianity. Like the pagan holidays became Christian holidays. They were they were confiscated by the Catholics as holidays. Going back, when Sodom and Gomorrah, Gomorrah were destroyed, their Lot's two daughters turned to stone because they looked back mm-hmm. for salt or wood. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So once again, don't look back. Yeah, yeah. So we've set sail. Avast, ye matey. <laughs> if you crack an egg open on board the ship, you have to smash the eggshells up into fine small pieces because if you leave a cup-shaped piece, it leaves a place where the spirit of a witch can now reside. It's yeah. always okay. Witches and gods. <laughs> so now I've managed to get the witches into the sea. All right, hey, I don't know. However, if you're standing around on deck and a wind blows your hat overboard, be advised you are about to make a very long journey. It's going to take longer to get home than you expected. And your head's going to get sunburned. And that. <laughs> and you might get cancer. Oh, and now this is this used to be on the ship, but in more recent days, although our past. In the steering room, the helmsman, no whistling. Because you will whistle up a storm. <laughs> if only I had such power. <laughs> and the other way that this got reinforced or continued on is keeping, in fact, somebody pointed out, the mutiny on the HMS Bounty began with the signal of a whistle. Somebody whistled. But no, oh, so, but don't they use whistles on ships to announce? That's diff- no, I'm talking about mouth whistling. I'm not okay. talking about pipes. That's so you piping. can use... Oh, the bosun okay. mate used his pipe to pipe certain signals so that people in the rigging could hear right. them because the shouted command couldn't be heard, but a series of pipes could be heard, and they call it piping, not whistling. Okay. Interesting. There's a lot of bosun mates who might hear this who would be very happy that I clarified that for you. Right. Because they're very touchy. Okay. Also, or our fan base that is heavily bosom. <laughs> as, as you're holy stoning the deck and or otherwise cleaning up, don't let your mop or a bucket fall overboard. That is extremely bad luck for the poor bastard who lets that happen. From the moment you set foot on the ship and for as long until you get off, you do not say the word drown, drowned, or drowning any derivative therein because that evokes the imagery and that's bad luck. If you say it, it will happen to somebody. And when you're on the ship, do not throw a stone overboard. You might. I wouldn't think you that might they'd... hit a dolphin or an albatross because that's considered you can't hurt them. Those are good luck animals, and that would that would be bad. I would. I wouldn't think many sailors would just be hanging out with stones in their pockets while on, might, on board. I'm gonna sink this ship. That's I'm gonna, gonna weigh, weigh me down. down. If I get tossed overboard, I want to make sure I have lots of rocks in my pockets. Yeah. I want to come back so out. I can bash the sharks who are trying to eat me, <laughs> but not the dolphins. So as you're sailing along, a few things to keep your eyes out for. Sharks following the ship, manta rays, and sirens. These are all bad things. Like the shark, ambulance? The shark following a ship is a sure sign of death. Manta rays are considered the devil's ray. Really? Yep. And, of course, the sirens will lure you onto false rocks and crash the ship. However, dolphins are a good sign. Albatross is considered to be the bird that carries the souls of dead sailors to the next afterlife. So he's a good luck. Don't don't kill him. Don't eat him. Leave him alone. Wouldn't that be a bad luck? See, that's the thing that's interesting. This whenever but you, you but you if you die, you want your soul to be carried on to the next good life. Right, but I mean, guess, but it's still like it still seems kind of like a bearer of death. If but, that's what they do. But what I, what I think is interesting about that, so if they're good, so they carry you on to the next life. You want them around so that if you die, you're still like the ferryman. Right. The ferryman may not be such a great image, but you want that gold coin. Right. Yeah. You I still guess. want him there to take to you. To take you, yeah. But what's interesting is when people talk about an albatross, it's usually a bad thing. They refer to, like, yeah. an albatross around your neck. Is, is That image is, is a very bad thing. So it's interesting that it's supposed to be good luck, but it's used as in other places as something that's considered negative imagery. Hmm. 
So, along with the albatross, <laughs> swallows, swallows are always a good sign because that means you're close to land. Is they that why you often see in tattoos? And the nautical stars, like yeah. you know, that's the, the nautical stars, the star that will guide you home. The swallows mean you're close to land. They don't have the oh. endurance to make it very far out to sea. Okay. So they don't notice they don't talk about the rats of the sea, seagulls. They say swallows. Different. And the other good sign, mermaids. Seeing a mermaid is good luck. Usually, probably because I anyway, I'll wait for the section where I get on women because that's a whole section on. What's the difference between a siren and a mermaid, though? Because when the I sirens with, lure you to the shoals with their song. You may or may not see them. You hear them. The mermaids you see. But don't they look pretty much the same? And is there a difference between the top half mermaids and the bottom? Like didn't get that fish far. on top, bottom on like. Reverse, <laughs> reverse mermaids? Okay, so the mermaids, do they have lady legs and fish heads? <laughs> yes! <laughs> I think that would make it so hard to swim. You would be so top-heavy in your little but legs. If you wanted to, but if you wanted to be seduced by a mermaid, wouldn't you rather she have the lady. bottom half as a lady, not the fish bottom? <laughs> we got a snort. All right, this is going to yes. be a good show. <laughs> This will forever be my most successful podcast. <laughs> so, when you sit down to dinner, if someone asks you to pass the salt or you ask someone to pass the salt, you do not exchange the salt in transit. You pick up the salt, you move it to another location, they pick up the salt and they take it. So the they person, can't take the, it from your hand? The person asking for it or the person handing it does never directly hands it to the person who asked for it. You have to set it down and then let them pick it up. I, I don't know about that one. However, this, okay, while we're talking about food here, now we get into it. By the way, before you set sail, go ahead and check out the cargo hold. If it's full of bananas, get off. Because <laughs> apparently, bananas really freaking wig out a lot of people. And it came up in every list I looked at, and only the one explanation I could, I could find for bananas. Bananas spoiled quickly, so you had to sail quickly from the point of origin to the port of destination as fast as possible. When you did this, most sailors augmented their diet by fishing off the stern of the boat. And when they sailed that fast, they couldn't hardly catch any fish, so they didn't eat very well. And they considered it a bad voyage, and it became bad luck. So if you had bananas on board, because that was your cargo, life was miserable. Because you couldn't eat that. Your diet was restricted. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't fresh. It was all you know, pork, salted pork or preserved stuff instead of fresh stuff. And they didn't like it. So that somehow began to be equated with as soon as people would ask, "Well, what's the cargo? Bananas? I don't want that boat." It was. It became bad luck. Well, also uh, there have been stories of bananas harboring terrifying spiders. Well, no. that, now so this is I true. I have to say that would make me afraid to carry them as cargo because I'd be afraid that there would be horrible spiders burrowed inside of their skins. Well, and I was thinking, like, if the boat was going extra fast, you would, you know, not have as much time to correct course if there was something in the way, like an iceberg or a mermaid. Something you wouldn't want to run into. Funny, you think they would have stopped for the mermaid. Well, I'm saying, but you wouldn't be able to because you'd be going too fast and you just cut a race in half. You've got to get those bananas <laughs> to their destination. Oh, he's going to get some tail with those they go fucking bananas. <laughs> i got to get oh my there God, while they're where, green. Is that where I've got to get tail comes from? Fucking mermaids? Oh. Getting a piece of tail? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. We've uncovered another mystery. So now we came to my two favorite and largest categories. And the first one's going to be Cats. So, cats aboard a ship are good luck. Because they kill they rats. Kill, they kill rats and mice and keep your produce and your cargo fresher longer. Okay. Somehow, strangely, on water, specifically black cats were pursued and raised and bred. They, they love the black cats. Probably because the black cats in the dark cargo hold have a better hunting experience. They're more effective. Aww. But they became good luck. But for whatever reason, on land, they're considered to be bad luck. I've even heard thing. that they have trouble adopting them out. I also heard that not only... Okay, so I heard 
the theory that they they have peep that uh, shelters and stuff have trouble adopting out black cats because of superstitions. But then I've heard in the modern age of social media that people have trouble adopting out black cats because they're not as photogenic. <laughs> so you're right. Well, and then there's also a lot of places will not adopt black cats out at Halloween time because of concerns for sacrifice. Yeah. But I don't just, know how true that. Just is. like at Easter, people buy baby ducks and chicks. And then a couple and weeks bunnies. later, they turn them back in. Yeah, and bunnies, right, because... Which is ridiculous, because you could just cook the ducks and the bunnies. You have to return them, you just got a, a meal. What? Why take them back? Just eat them! Right. Oh Specifically in the... <laughs> Sorry. I had a student who told me a story about how they went to go buy crossbows in a store that was like one of those rural supply stores like out in like rural king yeah right right yes that's exactly what it was it was rural king and they got a gift with purchase and <laughs> it was a box and they didn't open it and then they got in the car and the box fell and it was started making noise and they opened it up and it was a bunch of fucking ducks and i'm like wait what they gave you free ducks i'm like were you supposed to use those for target <laughs> practice? Why did they get... He's like, I don't know. It was just a free... At first, I thought you were going to say they were, they were in a box and they didn't open it. And like three months later, it started to smell. They're like, oh my God. No, thank God they opened it because it <laughs> fell over while they were in the car and started making strange noises. And they opened it and discovered ducklings. And I'm like, did they give those to you because you were supposed to practice using your crossbows? He's like, no, they were just... They gave them to everybody. If you bought something $40 or more, you got a box of ducklings. Chicken nuggets. Or chicks. Yeah, it might have been both. It might have been like par it might have been like a, a mix, a blend of chicks and ducks. Well, it's better for target practice if you have different shapes. <laughs> well, fortunately, yes. Fortunately, they, they actually didn't do that. They gave them to people and let them grow up. Now, I don't know. They, they probably ate them once they were adults, but... Kind of. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> um, well, as we talked about the superstitions earlier, the British government, who... Did the tried to offset the Friday thing? Well, they believed in the black cats. They so much so that uh, one of their finest example, and I, they may still follow this today, having a cat on board the ship, uh, the HMS Prince of Wales, which is a battleship leading up and into World War II, uh, had a mascot named Blackie, who was a black cat, and everybody pet every uh, on board this ship. The Winston Churchill met Theodore Roosevelt, and they you even have a picture of Winston Churchill petting the cat, and everything's great. When the Prince of Wales was sunk, the cat was one of the survivors. Aww. I'm glad someone saved it. Yay. I think they could have found a more inventive name, yet I'm still glad that he saved it. <laughs> that is kind of unoriginal. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed, but that's okay. <laughs> Maybe the cat sank the ship. So, when it, cats and bad luck. If you threw a cat overboard, it was to invoke the sinking of the ship, and the offender was usually thrown overboard. Good! That's to horrible! To satiate the gods. <laughs> I thought you guys would appreciate I'm okay that. With that. <laughs> um, there, was, there was a belief that cats could start storms with the magic in their tails, therefore, they kept them fed and content. <laughs> so their cat tails weren't twitching, but I thought the Cats were supposed to be hungry to go after the mice and the rats. So I'm not sure exactly how that one yeah, falls out. Yeah, that seems out. a little contradictory. Well, although, to be fair, even if you feed a cat, if there's something to hunt, they will hunt it. Because yeah. they just enjoy the hunt. Yeah. Like, I mean, we have fed our cats, and Mason still brought baby bunnies to yes. our back door. Yes. Um, so if the cat looks at you and walks to you, rubs against you, or you pet it and lets you pet it, that is a good sign. If you see the cat and the cat looks at you and walks towards you, but veers and turns away, that is personally very bad luck for you. It, they didn't guarantee, but well, that's what they said. I feel like cats have a pretty good judge of character. So I I'm agree. Well, that, that could be it. And to follow along, other things to look for. If the cat is licking against the grain of its fur, you can expect a hailstorm, which is bad for a ship, especially Ooh. sailing ships. If it sneezes, he's predicting rain. And if the cat is asking, acting frisky, which they did not explain, it means the you're about the wind is about to start blowing. You're about I really to get more want wind. to know what their definition of frisky is. I had one female cat who had not been fixed, 
and her version of Frisky <laughs> was being outside and screaming like she was being murdered because she I've was in that. heat. I've, it I've, is the worst one. I've heard cats screaming outside. <laughs> I think I only had my cat, like, I didn't get very far in with Newt about Spain before Jesse, my old roommate, threw a fit about it because she was so loud. It is. Like, couldn't sleep at night loud. Yeah, it it's was a, awful. It sounds like someone's trying to murder them. Yeah. That's a, lot, that's a lot about cats. Now we're down to women. Women. Getting catty. Uh, I don't know. Pussy. So, women, in general, they just start off as bad luck on board a ship. Of course. Apparently. That's it. That's um, misogyny. It's because women are the worst. With, with right. many different... Everything. Bitches. Many different explanations. One, and actually, somebody got this basic right down to the fact, um, distract the crew and cause accidents and uh, lack of performance. Or, and they were said that they would anger, their presence on board the ship would anger the sea, which I take that to mean they guy was angry that he was going to be reminded about what he wasn't going to get, and therefore got said that it would anger so the sea. So this feels like the precedent for school policies in regards to dress codes right. and why girls aren't allowed I to I can show see her shoulders! Ah! Well, no, we're going to violate that here in a minute. <laughs> so the other reason is that it would create treachery and revenge aboard ship. Women created treachery, an era of treachery, and therefore, and then revenge aboard ship. <laughs> because men would because fight over them. Because the men would fight over them. Themselves. See, that, that kind of makes sense, though. It, it, I Stupid, but it made, yeah, okay. That's I got not it. really the woman's fault, though. That's, That's the men! The because they need to control their ah, shit. Ah, <laughs> but, yeah, okay. Well, there you go. However, a naked woman was good luck. What? <laughs> I mean, who, who disagrees? <laughs> Which led into why... The ships commonly had bowsprits, spirits, spirit. S- it was pronoun- it was spelled bow s p r i t, which is not spirit. It's sprit bowsprit, okay. uh, which is the carved figure of a woman, usually at least very busty, if not naked from the waist up. Yeah. Sometimes all the way down, depending on how much money the captain had to spend on the ship. <laughs> like so on, he, he, on the fr- on the front of the ship. Yeah, on the front. Right. Yeah. So she didn't have I'm a lot say of money. The bow. Okay. I was like, is that right? Yeah, the if he didn't the have a lot of money, he only got tits up. If he was wealthy, he got all he got all of it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how women work. And I'm like, depending on how much money you get, right. you get a little bit right. more than exactly. the other guy. You're not very wealthy. You can only touch the top. You got a right. little more money, you can touch the bottom, too. So, it's my standard. <laughs> <laughs> Ten for the top, fifty for the bottom. What, what are Should the, I be charging that much? Shit. One of the, one of the more... Trivial, but yet very important trip uh, tips. You never name or christen a ship after an engaged woman because it would enrage the sea and make it jealous. So, if you named the ship after a woman, it had to be a married woman or just a somebody's daughter. Woman. Okay. But but not an engaged woman. Spinster. <laughs> I say that's fair game. Fair game. Yeah. What what if you name the ship after someone and then they get engaged? Mm-hmm. After no, no, no. You name but they, the ship app. No, it just it just can't be named, christened after a woman who's engaged. Okay, so she gets engaged after. That's a different. Story. That's okay. You, okay. Hmm. Now, contrary <laughs> is everything. Of course. Contrary to this weird thing about not having women on board, um, a baby born on board was considered very good luck. In pursuant to the this sailing having a happy conclusion, so you know a at happy least ending. we'll pull into port. Well, <laughs> somebody had a happy ending, obviously, <laughs> but no, this voyage will be concluded successfully if a baby was born on board. And then they talk about how that led to this talk of the slang son of a gun. And there's a couple of different stories about why that could be. Is because well, when the woman was ready to give birth, the biggest deck that had room was the gun deck, but then. A woman who was pregnant and in her eighth or ninth month, um, if the ship encountered combat and the cannon shot was known to induce labor because of the concussions. I well, could see that. So they would, the shit out of them. They would, right. they, they would call the, the kid a son of a gun. Oh. Interesting. I like that it, one. I'd never heard that before. Now, here's where we get sick and macabre, and I'm just not sure how to deal with this one. The presence of a call on board the ship was to guarantee no one would drown and the ship could not be sunk. It would usually be purchased before the ship sailed and was extremely rare. It is the membrane that covers the head of a baby That's what I was... if it could be harvested. 
It's not just the head. A lot of times they'll be born in it completely. So it's yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's, it's the embryonic sac. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Isn't it called the sac? Yeah, it's the cul de sac. It's. They're born in a court. The cul de sac is the round. The, the, right. the round chamber, the sac. Okay. Well, anyway. Yes. No, but yeah, if it's the embryonic sac. So if they're born inside the embryonic sac, it's a so it's, yeah. call. It was usually purchased mm -hmm. before a voyage, and if there was one on board, it would prevent anybody on board the ship from drowning. And it's it like a, big a little funny, so they had to kind After of stick while, it in a drawer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it made everything better. So you knew the best ship to sail on because it stank. So it if a, a woman gave birth to a baby on board and it was in the cold, like, would that be extra good luck? That would be double indignity, right? If a woman gave birth to a black cat in a cult. <laughs> and there I were, feel like they may be concerned about that. that and, there were no, and there were no bananas to be found. Then it would be... And then Albatross flew in and said, Mazel <laughs> So I know you wanted to talk about superstition, but what I've come to believe after all of this is there's lots of superstition throughout history. But here's the case in fact. You take a bunch of crazy men, put them on a ship at sea for so many days, not so good nutrition, not always water, but grog, alcohol, and you know what? They come up with some pretty freaking crazy shit. And it's all about trying to control the situation that you don't actually have, have any control, control over. over. I am... You would think we planned this script. Wouldn't you, though? My and God, I get that. full it's circle! About, it's about managing fear. It's about managing we anxiety. We actually didn't plan that. I just... I know, I didn't think. Okay. <laughs> and if you did without me here, I was going to be pissed. We had a meeting when you Fuck were Fuck Stephanie, we're not telling her this. <laughs> we're going to blow her mind. She's the worst. We're not going to tell her anything. I am still, as someone who loves cats, I am troubled by the amount of negative superstitions that surround cats. And I would just like to put out there that they're not trying to kill your children. They're not trying to steal your breath. Black cats are not bad luck. The black cat I had was highly neurotic, but quite sweet. I'm going to say my black cat is the same. He's a complete and utter asshole, yeah. but he's very, very But right. They're not evil. I dated a guy in high school who's, they had a lot of cats, and, and um, on the sidewalk one time, somebody, like, spray-painted cats live here <laughs> because people were so disturbed by them because he was surrounded by people who just, didn't think very highly of cats. If I saw cats living here spray country. painted on someone's sidewalk, I would immediately go to that right. house. Right. Ring the doorbell. Like, you have cats. Can I see them? But there are a lot of people I know who who are very afraid of them. I, I knew some guy. I worked at a, a place when I was in college, and there was a guy who talked about how his dad was so annoyed by the fact that, that there were cats in the neighborhood that, like, walked on his car and stuff. So he put out antifreeze. For the cats to drink and kill them. There was another girl I knew who talked about how they hated cats so much that they would take them by their tails and swing them around. I'm like, I can't listen to these stories. This is terrible. There was I had some coworkers that discussed both putting out antifreeze and uh, somebody lamented the fact that they don't have the good stuff in antifreeze anymore that attracts cats because um, they did remove that for that exact reason. Because um, people were using it for murder. And yeah, but they, also didn't, they didn't remove it because it harmed cats. It harmed cats and dogs. Well, right. So we have to save the dogs. Yeah, but, you know, that... There again, was a big eye roll but, there, if you didn't notice. Yes, but again, you know, the, the issue being that they were bothered that antifreeze was made safer for animals because you couldn't kill cats as easily with it. So that was cool. And, the, and uh, when there was the Black Plague, people blamed cats... They believed that they spread it, but it turns out that it was rats. I was going to say it was the rats. It was the rats the who carried... It was actually... Well, the was fleas. Actually fleas, but the rats were the ones that carried the fleas, but cats no, have traditionally dogs, dogs been... Dogs and cats also carried fleas, right, but, but it was for, the rats but for that some spread reason, it. That is true, but for some reason, they focused on the cats. cats. And also because cats tend to be, you know, you get strays and larger populations of them than you do dogs. Like no, them. can we be real for a moment? It got started because sometimes cats are dicks. But sometimes, sometimes dogs are kids. Here's the thing. I was going to say dogs are sometimes kids. That's true. <laughs> kids? Sounds, yeah. No, I said dicks. Dicks. No, I know. I misspoke. Here's the thing. Dogs kill people all the time, and people still think dogs are wonderful. Cats, while not as expressive as dogs, are still often maligned in ways that I don't understand. Here's my thing. I've never heard of somebody's pet cat killing 
right. a person. Exactly. And if anyone has, please contact me because I would love to hear that story. Here's the thing, though. Like, yes, cats can sometimes be cold or shitty, but sometimes dogs can be colder. I've never been bitten by a cat. I have been bitten multiple times by dogs. Usually little dogs that have weird little dogs complexes. are big on biting. Right. So And it should be noted that as Amanda passes her praise for cats and begging for their salvation and some understanding I have Mason has climbed up yes. into her lap and is loving her and thanking her yes, for I her have. genuine warmth and appreciation. <laughs> I have a cat on my lap right now. Pretty sure Mason is just a narcissist and is excited to hear us talking about cats. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> However, People constantly get mad about the fact that cats aren't dogs. They get upset about the fact that cats don't behave like dogs. Here's the thing. I know this is going to come as a huge surprise to everyone, but cats aren't fucking dogs. What? They behave themselves. They behave in ways that are different to dogs. They express themselves in ways that are different than dogs. If you understand their language you see that they can be just as loving, just as protective as dogs can. And they're also way more low-maintenance. They are. I am an introvert. I can't handle things that need a great deal of attention from me because it's fucking exhausting. And cats, usually, like, if you just, if they just lie on you and just kind of pet them a little bit, they're okay. Dogs want Unless you to you're doing a podcast and then they have to be up your ass the whole time. Right, there is that. But, you know, I don't have to throw a ball for them. Right. I don't have to take them for walks. I don't have that kind of energy. I will say my kitten loves playing fetch. And when he gets his one ball, literally, unless I hide it from him, we have to play nonstop. Like, I throw it, he comes back. I throw it, he comes back. It, I have, we have done it for an hour solid before. You haven't learned the secret of the throw-hide. I have. But it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Because cats are also very smart, yeah. and they don't fall for that shit. That's the other thing that people don't like about cats, is that they're actually pretty intelligent. Which I'm, I would like to read more on, because I saw a cat skull and a dog skull the other week, and cat brain, which I mean, obviously cats are usually smaller anyway, but their skulls are way smaller. So I'm like, how are cats so much smarter? Because it's not the size of the brain, it's the number of folds. It really is. It's <laughs> so if someone says you have a smooth brain, they're calling you an idiot <laughs> because it's really about the number of wrinkles. It's not about the size. <laughs> it's not the size of the. Okay. It's not the size okay, of the brain. Okay. It's the number of folds. I promise you, it's about the wrinkles. It sounds dirty. It does, but that's okay. Yeah. My point is, I love dogs. I love cats. I'm disturbed by the number of people who who don't like cats because they compare them to dogs. They use dogs as the ruler by which they judge all other animals. And that would be like me saying, I don't like elephants because they're not like giraffes. It's absurd. You have to appreciate things for what they are and see the beauty in them for what they are instead of complaining that they're not something else. I'm okay with cat haters because it just means I have more cats to keep. <laughs> I just fear more things. cats for me. I just don't want them doing bad things to cats. This is also what that. it comes down to. So, like, we just need to shed these ridiculous superstitions. Like, if you need to believe in luck and superstition because it makes you feel like you have control over a situation that you don't really have control over, by all means, do it. Like, if you have to have a lucky item to feel like you're going to do better, I'm going to say lucky eye. I was like, no. Jesus. <laughs> I have a lucky eye. If you have to have something lucky to feel like you're going to do better on a test or an interview or during a competition, that's great. But if your superstitions inspire you to do something terrible to certain things, like cut off rabbit's feet and and carry them around, or shun cats, or that is when it becomes a problem. So if it's harmless and it makes you feel better and it makes you feel like you have control, great, I don't care, do it, I knock on wood. not going to lie. I don't consider myself a superstitious person, but I do knock on woods. I'll tell people... I do that. I, I'll tell people I'm crossing fingers for them. Fingers crossed, this goes well. That's a superstition, and I'm okay with this. It's I say God bless you when people sneeze and they get I mad at myself because I'm an atheist, and I'm like, I should say gesundheit. That's a lot to say, and then people look at you weird. I just say bless you, I just leave out. The, I just, I but it's fine. It's, it just feels like... I also say ew really loud when people sneeze. No one likes that. 
Or you could go with the Seinfeld thing and just go, you're so good looking. And maybe that would work instead. Hmm. I think that as long as they're harmless and they're not hurting anybody, superstitions are fine. If they give you confidence to perform better, that's great. If they lead you to do terrible things to people and animals, no. Like, there's in there, there are uh, certain places in Africa where they think children are witches because of various things that they do or... or I don't, even, I don't even know what it is that these children do. They think children are witches. Witchy stuff. How are yes. their people? There are certain things, not all children, but there are certain things like if a child has a certain ailment or a birthmark or whatever, they think they're witches and they will cast them out and you'll have to feed these starving children. Whatever. That's bullshit. Bottom line is, if your superstitions lead you to treat people poorly or animals poorly, it's bad. If superstitions give you confidence and make you feel like you'll perform better... I don't give a shit. Go with it. But what it's if fine. they only give you confidence if you do something bad? Then no. Okay. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that invested. No, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> All right. I guess we should wrap this up. We've talked a lot. So this podcast was sponsored by Sarah McLaughlin and the ASPCA. By the way. <laughs> In the arms <laughs> of an angel. <laughs> no, the song. Let's pretend that's it. All right. No, that would be like a violation of copyright laws. So. Yeah. No, that's. No, you, you honored the person who wrote it. and, and the, That wasn't honored. Something and it has just to be, like her. It has to be like longer than 30 seconds before you have to pay money for it, I think. It's, that sounds right. Does that apply to prostate? You know what? And the like, HPCA won't be mad at you because you did mention being nice to animals. Right. Everybody be nice to animals. That's the takeaway. Yay! <laughs> and remember, it's not a competition because we're, we're all, all fucked up. up. Yay! Goodbye! <laughs> We are not scientists, medical professionals, or mental health experts. We are simply two people interested in discussing a topic that affects everyone, either directly or indirectly. We are not expressing expert opinions, and anything we say should not replace medical advice or treatment. If you're struggling with depression or anxiety, especially if you are thinking of harming yourself or someone else, please seek the help of a mental health or medical professional. The number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is one 800 273-8255. You can also chat with them online. Take care. My Asshole Brain was written and hosted by Amanda Green and Stephanie Coons. Artwork by Doug Tolls, produced by Stephen Beasley, and presented by Greasley Enterprises. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.